You're listening to Stay Pump, the Vanderpump Rules watch party, where we go back to the beginning and watch Vanderpump Rules from episode one, one episode at a time. Hi, David. Hi. So we are talking about season one, episode five, I'm Not a Ghetto Bitch. That's <laughs> the name of the episode. <laughs> So, although that statement would come very much into question. There was a whole jury. There was a lot of evidence presented on either side. <laughs> it was a jury, but I don't think it was peers. It was a jury of her betters decided whether or not she was a ghetto bitch. <laughs> so the first thing that happens on the episode is we see the previously on. Uh, Stassi tells Jax he doesn't have her anymore. Frank tells everybody Jax got a girl pregnant in Vegas two months ago. Kristen and Katie don't believe it. By the way, I'm going to make a prediction. We never get real resolution on whether or not a woman was impregnated specifically (laughs) two months prior to that date, will we? No, we never get resolution on that. I think as time goes by and you look back on this moment, I think you'll be able to draw your own reasonable conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) No woman from Vegas ever comes out of the woodwork and is like, I'm Vegas Vicky. I had the baby. (laughs) In the later seasons, when it becomes a telenovela, she shows up with a 10 We're getting to the point where his kid could now be 18 and and starting his first shift at sir <laughs> well this is 10 years ago his kid wouldn't be 18 i mean he could definitely when this show starts he is 32 though so 10 years later he legitimately could have an 18 year old it just yeah. wouldn't this kid. well and by by his account it was three years earlier 13 13 year old on the show could start washing dishes <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Stassi says a lot of people want to get in her pants. Jack shows up to Stassi's birthday party. They have their fight. Stassi is kind of a brat to Kristen and Katie. And then Lisa says either Frank's or Jack's is going to have to go if they can't work together. So that's the that's the previously on Vanderpump Rules. So the first scene we have is at Villa Rosa, Peter and Jack's. So show- wait, hold on. Is that the name of Lisa Vanderpump's house? Oh, yes. So Villa Blanca is her restaurant. Villa Rosa is her house. <laughs> so I, when I saw that in your notes, I was like, is this a restaurant? I was like, she must have missed. So she calls her house Villa Rosa. Like, why? who yeah. names their house? At Lisa Vanderpump. So it's yeah, her but- and George Lucas. So we're at Villa Rosa, though, which is Lisa's well, house. And, and Lisa has great, you can tell, great restaurateur instincts. <laughs> when she's there watching the woman who's actually putting together the food, takes a napkin off of a tiered tray and says, let's put the sandwiches on the tiered tray. What did you think we were going to use it for? Yeah, what did you think it was water and give it to the dogs? (laughs) Does she have the ponies yet? No, she doesn't have the ponies yet. She eventually gets ponies. She gets ponies? She doesn't, I forget, she doesn't have them yet. Is she just a grown-up 13-year-old girl? Is she just reliving the babysitter's club? Yeah. She owns a restaurant of perpetual high schoolers and has a a ranch with (laughs) tiny dogs and ponies okay she has a strawberry shortcake poster i'm gonna lose it (laughs) (laughs) so peter and Jax show up come on even before that before that they show a wild flashback just and they don't explain what the hell is going on it's so it's a flashback to um real housewives and some woman is like crying to Lisa Vanderpump saying, like, I just want to be friends with you or something. And it doesn't really oh. seem to have any reason to be here. Oh, OK. The only reason they're showing that is because Lisa is going to have a tea party for people. And previously on an episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, she had a tea party and that was a scene from the tea party. So there a disastrous tea party. <laughs> that the woman is just is crying. The Red Queen. <laughs> and it's yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of beheadings at that. <laughs> what the hell? 
So she has this tea party and it's very This is dramatic. like her trying to get her the good name of the Vanderpump tea parties back. Trying right. To tell so people, there's a they're lot not at always stake. disastrous. There's a lot at stake. So that is a scene from a tea party <laughs> a that she had on Beverly Hills. So they're they're just giving you an example of of previously how it has gone wrong. So you know um, previously seen on tea parties. On Vanderpump right. tea parties. <laughs> They're all so like how, very dramatic. How long earlier had this been? Like, was this like the previous season of Real Housewives? It's 10 yeah. years ago. So we're rewatching this, but I don't quite remember when things on Beverly Hills happened. And so do those shows run like the same season of the year? Or is it like summer is Beverly or Real Housewives and winter is Vanderpump or whatever? Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to remember. Well, and I Maybe... guess there's so many Real Housewives. Real Housewives yeah. probably runs year round, I suppose. Yeah, it does. And there's uh, so many cities. There's always some Real Housewife airing. And then there's usually Vanderpump Rules. There's also Summer House. There's Winter House. There's Below Deck. Those are like Is, the... Hold on, Summer and Winter House? What are, yes. What are those? You will get a taste of Summer House. Because the same way that Vanderpump Rules started as a backdoor pilot on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Summer House starts as a back. There, we will see a backdoor pilot for Summer House in oh, in in a couple of seasons. I don't remember when it happens. I'm thinking about starting a beach restaurant. I'll call <laughs> it Summer House, and, and you, Tina, will manage it with the other random second tier cast members. No, it's. I mean, it's not really important, but people like stay at this house in the summer. Oh, so it's not a restaurant then. It's not a restaurant at all okay. so, so is like, it a spinoff of lisa vanderpump or is it a spinoff of vanderpump rules it's a spinoff of vanderpump rules so oh. in one episode the cast goes and stays with friends at this summer house and then it just turns into we're gonna go stay with our friends at the jersey shore yeah it's like hey, you know our great friends that you've never heard us talk about before nor yeah. after this episode <laughs> yeah so typically, Real Housewives are sort of the top tier of Bravo shows. And then Vanderpump, Summer House, Winter House, Below Deck are kind of considered the not usually as popular or I mean, now, I is there of... an even sub tier of them? I guess there's shows that get canceled. But I mean, is there a show that's yeah. like goes and you're like, it's below Below Deck? Because I'll be honest, I'd never heard of Summer or Winter House. Below Deck, I've at least heard. of. Yeah. So Below Deck is. There is a so there's a Bravo Con. A Bravo a thon? Okay. No, no, no. Bravo Con. Oh, Bravo Con. There's oh. a Bravo Con. Okay. And I know at Bravo Con, it's like any of the real housewives that are there are the top tier of celebrities, and then the rest of the shows are sort of the second tier. So the like the real housewives are the million dollar man. Everybody else is uh uh what was the valet's name? Vincent Virgil. Virgil, yeah. <laughs> At first, I thought you were talking about the TV show. I was like, I don't know. I've never seen <laughs> Then I was like, oh, wrestler, wrestler. Yeah, I got it. At Pride Share, they know how important your furry friends are to you. That's why they offer safe and comfortable pet transportation services to pet owners in Nashville, Brentwood, and Franklin, Tennessee. That's Pride Share, spelled P-R-Y-D-E-S-H-A-R-E. Their competitive pricing, safe driving, and love for animals make them the ultimate choice for your pet transportation needs. Visit prideshare.com or call us at 615-543-6776 to learn more. Yeah, so 
they're setting the scene for why this tea party is such a big deal to Lisa. And they do that by showing a clip that if you are not familiar with Real Housewives, doesn't mean anything to you. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't get that that was to explain the stakes of the tea party. <laughs> yeah, there's very high stakes. Okay. This tea party has to go right. So part of the way she does that, Peter and Jack show up in these white tanks. Well, and by the way, Jax, if you didn't realize how much older he is than everybody else, he has the world's worst mid-90s tattoo Mm -hmm. on his arm. At this point, even I think Nick Lachey finally covered it up. (laughs) Everybody else who was the poster boy for that, I think, has moved on. So Lisa Vanderpump asked Jax about Vegas. She says they were representing Sir. And I love this. Jax, uh, Jax, make sure to specify he got in a, he did not get into a fight in the restaurant. It was just directly right outside the restaurant. He's there. In view of the restaurant, in the entrance to the restaurant, Preventing with restaurant patrons. staff in full witness. Patron, preventing and I mean, it started, sure, physically and verbally, it started in the restaurant. But I mean, <laughs> to be fair, the majority of the contact was in the restaurant. And once I got outside, they never actually touched each other. But <laughs> the fight was outside. Yeah. But yeah, the fight was definitely outside. I mean, multiple uh, drinks were thrown on their dumb furniture. But yeah, no, it was, right, it was right, all right. cool. But, yeah, mostly outside. Yeah. The fight was broken up outside. So <laughs> yeah. I think that's what really counts. Yeah. Lisa says they got into fisticuffs. <laughs> Really making sure everybody knows she's British. Yeah, to be fair, no, they were not fisticuffs. I don't even know that we could call it physicality, quite frankly. There were zero fist. I mean, honestly, Schwartz and Stasi were the most physical. That was the most physical fight that happened in that episode. (laughs) And by the way, they show us that replay again. I still don't see the hair pull. I see her throw the drink now, but I still don't see the hair. Right. And so before we go on, I want to make a quick disclaimer. All I want to do is evaluate the shows and what happens in them based on what we are seeing now i we are talking about what happens in this episode and that is it <laughs> wow so, okay just want to be clear about that yes yeah, Stasi throws a drink but it's after schwartz is out of nowhere for no reason at her birthday when she didn't want her mm-hmm. shitty ex-boyfriend to shows up he calls her a bitch and yeah. she gives him an out and says did you just call me a bitch or something like that and he's like yeah, yeah. it like doubles down so she kind of tosses a drink of water at him yeah. and then he immediately stands up and dumps a full beer directly on her head. Well, not even that. No, no. He gets up, splashes the beer first. Then there's like a separation where uh, Kristen or whatever Katie, actually yeah. hits into Stasi. Then when Stasi gets her way back up and, and is like being held by Kristen, yes! then he pours the beer. So he actually does two different instances. Yes, And the second one is, yeah, when she is being held down. So it's by Katie because Katie is Schwartz's boyfriend. Okay. So Katie is the one holding Stasi. She just always looks really sad and tired, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think this is only a year after she had her traumatic brain injury, so that kind of makes sense. What? Is that on the show? Has that been covered? No, they don't talk about it for a few. It's like seven years before they talk about it on the show. What? She like fell through a skylight and fell several stories through on onto the ground. Wow. Her jaw was wired shut. I mean, it was wow. so she might be tired all the time is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. So it's Katie that holds her down. Katie's the one that accuses her of pulling her hair. But again, it's because Katie is physically restraining her. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's possible at some point Stasi grabs her hair, but it's because probably she did. But at that she's point, trying to be like, get off of me. Yeah. You are holding me down. Yeah, she's being waterboarded. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like Stasi in this particular instance is not in the wrong here. Well, I also love that Jax is getting so Jax rightfully so is getting ran down by Lisa Vanderpump. Yes. Um, but Peter is is a manager who brought basically multiple people, including a non-employee across state lines 
to assault one of his employees. Yeah, I mean, like, like he's he, did he let did he let you down? Cool. I know Peter's been your favorite up till now. Do you feel like he let you down a little bit? I mean, yeah, he let me down in that instance. I don't think he thought it was going to get to that point, but yeah, I mean, it was a bad move on Peter's part. And you can even Stasi doesn't because that night she was hanging out with him again. Like even right. she didn't hang out, hold it against him, but she yeah, moves I mean, for him it. to skate and not be like. You know, as a manager, you gotta be a bit more aware on this. He might not be a manager yet. I'm not sure when I that believe happens. they I believe they, oh, say, they say Peter manager. I believe they put okay. that on well, and yeah. at one point Jax even comes back and says, Oh, Peter's working the bar. No wonder everything's all over the place or whatever stupid. Oh, and, that's true. And I guess we do see later that Stasi, he's clearly in charge and Stasi. Yeah, when he that. and actually has is like a good manager. Yeah, that's true. Except in this instance when he brought an employee across yes. state lines to this, physically assault. It's horrifically point. bad instance. Yeah. I mean, we've all made mistakes. Some of them result in yes. fisticuffs and another... some physicality. By the way, it's amazing to watch Jax legitimately begging for his job. Season one, as we go on, I wonder if this will be the most interesting in retrospect. He still needed that job. At and this you can point, tell. Yeah. He, and he's like, I just moved into a new apartment. Yeah. Like, you can tell yeah. He's <laughs> genuinely begging for his job and even when he gives his mea culpa at the restaurant later and has yeah. acted like a child he knows he needs he, that he knows he needs his job real is, ready to be fired it <laughs> is true because even i mean obviously they don't know where the show's gonna go and at this point they're not getting paid that much per episode yeah. so i mean truly they need this job <laughs> yeah so it was very interesting to see that Jax, and i actually wrote this down later and we can talk about it then i so i think Jax is a piece of crap <laughs> but he understands what people want out of an apology and he gives them the apology. And I think that helps him a lot. You know what? That's a, every apology, even so far, like episode one to Stasi, mm -hmm. he really does. Yeah. He's like, you, you're going to meet a new me. I'll tell you that right now. Tomorrow <laughs> morning, you're going to, I'm going to be shaved. My hair is going to be combed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Here's, here comes 48 some, hours of good behavior. There's some other people on this show that, just double down on excuses and do not understand how to give an apology. And Jax, I mean, he never like Stasi. Yes, Jax never changes. He never reforms, but he <laughs> uh, he knows how to give a good apology. I will yeah. give him that. So he but, acts genuinely remorseful in this scene with Lisa. He this whole episode, he seems yes. genuinely remorseful. He, well, and I don't know. Way, uh, Lisa asks Jax how he'll work with Frank, and he. I love this. Jax tries to explain the geography of his own <laughs> restaurant to her he's like well i work in this bar jacks works out in the garden she's like yeah i know how my restaurants well, laid out. yeah a there are communal areas b there are gonna be times you'll have to work different parts of the restaurant i mean you don't right. always work the lounge bro uh lisa <laughs> tells Jack, the first time i've seen lisa be like a relatively good boss yeah you know as the show goes on these types of moments and these fights and this chaos obviously becomes the show's bread and butter but <laughs> at this point i honestly think that lisa was genuinely shook as she and she probably booked them that that spot from saying yeah. like i'm filming a reality show genuinely think she was disappointed and then and then of course again as the show goes on this is what makes the show and they sort of get over that but i think in this moment she kind of snaps into boss mode lisa tells jack stassi's frank's girlfriend now and then jack's i don't think he actually means any of this but he understands how to act remorseful he says he's emotionally drained from crashing and ruining somebody else's party. He genuinely seems like he understands what he did wrong and he would never do something like he that does, again. That, 
I mean, at the very least, he 100% understands what yes. he did wrong because he is able to identify everything. I mean, it is a good, he gives good apologies. He <laughs> yes. says what he did wrong and what he knows not to do next time. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like what I expect out of my four-year-old son. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and again, there are, there are people on this show who cannot do that. So yeah. I think that's why Jax ends up getting away with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Lisa says that she's got her own problems because she's got 10 people coming over for tea. That's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite line in the whole episode. She's like, yes, no, we've all got problems. I've got 10 people coming over for tea. So I get it. <laughs> yeah, There's a real weird element of crying and begging for friendship in this episode. From start to finish, that's it's true. all about the, the meanness of of potential friends i guess it's, it's a very weird running theme yeah that's a theme with the show is <laughs> <laughs> people sort of being mean to other people the, the weaponization of friendship the what that's actually probably a good subtitle for this show the weaponization <laughs> of friendship that is a that is a pretty common theme over the next 10 years <laughs> so then we see stassi and her mom what did you think of stassi's mom we don't really get we don't get much from her yeah, we don't get much from her. Um, she was younger than I thought she'd be, I guess. Yeah. But I, okay. I also thought it was funny that Stasi's like, you know, my mom lives 60 miles away, but we're still really close. It's like, that's not a very far distance. Even in, I know it was a different time in 2013, but phones still existed. No, I believe that was the Pony Express at that Oh, point. okay. So 60 miles is a lot then. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, very potentially people would die delivering letters of that distance. Did they have carrier pigeons? Do you remember? Um, they would, but sometimes they'd eat them, you know, crazy. Yeah, I guess so. But when the iron horse got invented and they finally laid <laughs> tracks for it, that made a whole. That made a big difference. Okay. So yeah, I don't know what Sassy's complaining about. She and her mom can take the train back and forth. Yeah. It's just a couple day trip. <laughs> but there is always an interesting thing whenever any parent shows up on a reality show. It's always a, a fascinating moment to see like, who was the person that raised one of these people. Yeah, Stassi's mom, we don't see it here. You don't get a sense of it here. Stassi's mom is the worst. Oh, really? Interesting. Her, yeah, you you didn't see it here, but it's her mom is pretty awful. It's <laughs> a when you, there will be later episodes where you see things that her mom says and does to her where you are going to think, "Oh, that is why Stassi is the way that she is." <laughs> Well, her mom did do a bunch of really quick turnarounds just in that conversation. Oh, you stayed in the same room with Frank? I know. And and then a second later, like, well, he is a good guy. Like, she's just constantly flipping her opinions. And she obviously couldn't wait to shit on Jax and say she never liked him. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, She was like, oh, I thought you two would always be together. He's the worst. Yeah, right. Well, I always hated him. Because then she also liked that they're drinking a chilled bottle of wine that has a screw top cap. And what time was it like 10 a.m. or something? (laughs) Yeah, it was. I mean, it was daylight hours. That's for certain. (laughs) It was pretty early. (laughs) And then, yeah, her mom, with all of the wisdom that comes with age, tells her not to pick cheaters. (laughs) Well, obviously, if I knew they were cheaters, I wouldn't. So you know what? To be fair, I guarantee you she knew Jax was a cheater before. <laughs> she probably was sleeping with him when he was dating somebody Yeah, Yeah, he was cheating on somebody with yeah. Stassi. No, that's true. I doubt Jax has ever left a relationship without already having the next one, one ready. That's a good point. You're right. So then we see Sheena at the studio rehearsing. Tina 
her friend Tina has asked her to open for her at the Roxy. I like, by the way, it's the Superbox Music Studio. It's a real catchy name. <laughs> Is that what, I would miss that. Yeah, I, I had to pause it to see that the Superbox <laughs> Music Studio. I like, by the way, that Peacock, when you pause it, they're like, oh, you must want to see an ad now that you've paused your I show. I know. They <laughs> really quickly plays an ad when you're watching it on Peacock. That's really yeah. annoying. Like, no, um, but also, to- I like the idea when you're getting ready for a live performance of going to a music recording studio. It's <laughs> not really where you would go to prep for a live gig. Well, she doesn't know where to go. She doesn't know what else to do. She says yeah, she, she's going to be singing live for the first time and she doesn't want to overwhelm herself. Her friends did bring talent. She, Her friend did say, look, we all used to be cheerleaders. We'll be fine performing <laughs> live on stage. So the, the group of friends are going to be a strong Wait, backup. The producer thing. I'm going to talk yeah. about the, the first comment he makes is he gives her the advice to just make it as good as possible. <laughs> I mean, you know what? When you're looking at that, when you were looking at what she was doing half-assedly singing along to her own performance on an ipad i mean look that's that's about the best advice you can give so then we hear sheena sing and my favorite part is she says it's hard to sing it all the way through oh my god and yeah she hasn't memorized the lyrics on the one yeah the one guy with the slicked up hair in the back is like yeah yeah, you probably gonna, like he tells her like yeah, you're probably gonna want to learn the words or something. <laughs> like you're gonna have a hard coach. time getting through if you don't have her it memorized. Coach specifically says the key is to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's again good advice he says that the, the hardest part is singing it all the way through or she says it's hard to sing it all the way through which to be fair yeah the hardest part of songs is that they're song length yeah. you know if a song could just be like 10 seconds i feel like i'd be great but the whole three and a half minutes and you gotta dance are you doing it <laughs> for the birds but so then the second by the way stassi and i i had the same reaction or uh sheen and i I had the same reaction the first time i heard her song boy it's gonna be tough to get all the way through this (laughs) getting through this thing really is the hardest part this is the hardest part of this whole episode (laughs) when sheena's singing and they cut to the vocal coach and the producer you could just see on their faces they're like oh no they look shell-shocked well, I mean, I because they... you can't because I'm they can't be on camera saying you're doing great right. and they can't be crushing it's... somebody. Even exactly. if the cameras weren't there, like you wouldn't do that to a person or a customer, you know. Right. But yeah, they they cannot have their reputation be showing that they're like, you're amazing. You're, you're ready to go. You're and ready for prime time. They certainly in the first episode were like, yeah, you're like Britney Spears, Lady Gaga. But that's when they did not think she was going to be performing live in front of people. They did not bring this opportunity to her. She came to them and was like, hey, I'm going to see you live at the Roxy. And they were like, oh, no, we've made a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody it's all because of you guys. Yes, I'm going to no, hand out needed. your book. Not necessary. We're She's very hand out cards for her vocal coach he's like no 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 oh no need no need (laughs) you just say this was all you (laughs) so then her producer gives her at this point then her producer does give her the only advice he can possibly give her where he just says make it as good as possible and tell her that she doesn't have enough time to practice and just be sexy yeah he says start dancing and start being sexy Right. Like that's like, just get up on stage, start dancing and be and you know what? He's one billion percent right. <laughs> you ain't gonna get up there and talent your way through this night. <laughs> he's like, just gyrate on the stage. I yeah. don't know what else to tell. And he's like, 
you know, the stage is big. Just move all over the stage. You know, and that actually, that was actual good advice to it tell was. look, it's a big ass stage. If you're standing there, basically lip syncing to yourself auto-tuned, you're going to look real dumb. Yeah. And I think what he was trying to say is don't think of it as you singing. Think of it as you giving a performance. Because again, I think they all thought, okay, you know, we're going to have this woman on the show. Nobody ever has to hear her sing. It doesn't matter. And then she was like, guess what? I or I even like if they do the hear her sing it'll be something we've recorded and we can right, it's not going to be live we'll, we'll hear the produced version right and i think <laughs> they were so they were okay being like oh you're lady gaga you're britney spears you're so sexy and then when she was like all right i booked myself this gig <laughs> she, like, she believed us oh no, oh, no. <laughs> we didn't have a contingency for this <laughs> If you reside in the Pittsburgh area and want the best option in a healthy meal delivery service, Longevity Life is the only choice. Longevity uses only the freshest, locally sourced ingredients, ensuring a top quality product each and every time. If you want to upgrade your dining experience with a fresh, never frozen delicacy, visit them at www.longevitylifeprogram.com. So now we're at Sir and we get to we start getting to the Laura Lee stuff. So I don't know if you remember, but when we talked about the last episode. Oh, I remembered. Yes. I we questioned said, why did Stas or Sheena randomly attack Lorelai in her in her little interview? Now we know to set up Lorelai for this week. It's Laura Lee. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's Laura Lee. I had said I love Laura Lee. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this to, to me. She made a much bigger impression on me than Frank. Like Frank's in the whole season and I don't, I barely remember it, but Laura Lee is burned into my brain. <laughs> That's funny. So we're at Sir. So Jax is waiting on the table. He's like flirting with them. Peter's counting money. And then this is when Peter drops the, the bombshell of the episode where he confronts Jack about hooking up with somebody else. Because of course he fucking did. <laughs> yes. And I love, especially when they start to talk about the timeline and it's like, he had literally already been hooking up with Laura Lee when he goes crying to Lisa about still being in love with Stassi. Yeah. When he was sending like the love note, to, when he was in Vegas, he was already with Laura Lee. Right, exactly. And this is where it's like, he just knows what to say and how to sound, but he doesn't mean any of it. And he doesn't no. actually change anything. <laughs> oh, then the most. So Peter confronts Jack about Jack about hooking up with somebody and they go to a commercial and then they come back with like the most dramatic music. Did you it know? It was like a horror film. It <laughs> comes back with, yes, and dark shots of surf. Yes. I mean, I, it sounded to me like music that would be playing while somebody's breaking into a safe while a criminal holds a gun to their head. Like they have kidnapped yeah, like was... an expert safe cracker. Who I thought maybe someone was coming to kill Peter and Jax. Well, and by the way, but so when the commercial break came, yeah. I got a weird glimpse of the future. I got, I saw two okay. things. One, I saw a commercial for like uh, a watch party, a Vanderpump rules watch party with like modern day Jack and some like Southern ladies like Jax, we're going to watch you, know, you in Mexico or whatever. <laughs> and then then there was a commercial where I believe it was Sheena and a couple of other people that might have been Stasi and the other. I don't know. But I, I'm not even well, sure. It wouldn't it have been Stasi. Stasi's not associated with the show anymore. Oh, okay. But they were singing some, for some dumb commercial. I don't remember what they were singing. Oh, my but, God. But like they look, they, they, she looks like Giada De Laurentiis now. We're like Carmella from the WWE. It, it's really weird. She does yes. look very different. I told you she got a lot of work done. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. Okay. So Jack's uh, somebody else who you'll meet. 
yeah. then all of the people. So what's really funny about that? It was an Uber Eats commercial that you. I can already tell you yes. exactly what commercial it was. It was an Uber Eats commercial. And the funny thing is that is actually the enduring single that Sheena produces. I mean, they made a different version of it for the Uber Eats commercial, but she has a single called Good as Gold that you have not heard yet. This, this... Oh, So she continues singing after this. Uh-huh. And Good wow. as Gold is is like the, the single that she ends up producing that we hear over and over for the rest of the show. Is it hot? Because I believe she likes it hot. She does say that she likes it hot as Stasi no date. What's really funny is the blonde girl that she is singing with at the beginning, that person, it's so funny. We will, you know what? We'll get to it when we get to it in this episode. I'll mm-hmm. tell you what I was going to say, but it's so funny that you saw them. So yeah, that is weird. It was like you were teleported into the, yes. into Vanderpump Rules future. Yes. The ghost of Vanderpump Rules future. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up part one of our recap of season one, episode five. Stay tuned for part two of this recap. And for now, we are Stay Pumped, a Vanderpump Rules Watch Party. Stay pumped!